So um, when I was in the seminary, uh, long story, uh, they always, the seminary picks out one seminarian to be an MC, to kind of run liturgical things. And so my first year there, there was a guy here, guy there, uh, seminarian, who had to work with this one bishop, don't want to name who he is, um, who the guy ran this liturgical service, but when the bishop showed up, it was so disorganized and flighty, the bishop was not pleased. And so afterwards, um, uh, the seminarian was crying. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. He was crying because the bishop spoke harshly to him, and I shouldn't. I laugh now. Back then, I kind of laughed because I was like, what? You're upset that somebody spoke harshly to you? Because it was a mess. <laughs> um, so anyhow, he quit. And then they asked this other seminarian who's super organized, like an engineer, uh, super organized to run things. That didn't go well either because the bishop, um, it was too organized where he had like a folder, uh, multiple things, and the bishop said, listen, I want to show up and do the liturgy. You do the background. I don't want to have multiple meanings on every liturgy. I don't have time for that. You do your work. Well, that guy was offended, so he quit. <laughs> so because I'm not that organized and I'm insensitive, they asked me to. Um, and, and here's the odd part. I really respected this bishop because he is, was so smart. Like if you had a list the smartest bishops in the United States, I have no doubt that he would be really, I think, the top 10. Just really super smart. And I actually like him because he was, I thought he was funny if you got to know him. But he was, you know, very matter of fact. If you messed up, you, he would just tell you to the face, I was awful. <laughs> um, and like, I, that doesn't bother me. Um, I hear that all the time. Um, but we got along, but anyhow, so, and he was quite powerful as a bishop. Um, but here's the really odd part. So, um, like, he, he told me this once, where he said, um, listen, he went to the seminary in Rome, and once when he was a, a seminarian, um, this bishop came in, and the rector, the guy that head of the seminary, says, oh, Bishop, I'd like to, to meet um, our seminarian, Steve. And the bishop, or sorry, the bishop who's a seminarian, corrected him and says, oh, my name's not Steve, it's blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyhow, afterwards, the rector found him and said, when I say your name, Steve, it's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the bishop told me that story, which I thought was funny. And he says, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. If I make a mistake, it's not a mistake. And you never correct me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, now, I liked him. He was brilliant, brilliant. But here's the part. That last thing I said, that undid him. That he couldn't stand correction. He really did not want to hear the truth. And in the end, his career did not go well. He developed a drinking problem, but of course nobody's allowed to tell the bishop anything he doesn't want to hear. 
and his career ends in shame. Now, here's the thing. Uh, and I think about this. That it wasn't, he, he didn't destroy himself because he didn't know the catechism. He was brilliant. Or the fact that he wasn't a hard worker or organized. His kind of world was destroyed because he didn't have the humility to be open to the truth. You know, the, what is truth? Can you really accept the truth? And as much as I like this bishop, absolutely not. When he was saying, when I tell you your name is Steve, he really meant it. You never, you never correct him in any way. And so, really, his life burned out and had kind of a tragic end. And I mention that for this reason. Like, we should be the ones who are open to the truth. But the truth is not a matter of intellect. If it was, the brilliant bishop would have been there. The truth is a matter of humility, of having a heart that's open to it. And so Jesus says to the Pharisees early on that they need a deeper conversion. Jesus warns them that you should fast and give alms to the poor and pray so that they can hear the truth. So in today's readings, Jeremiah in the first reading and Jesus in the um, gospel, they want to kill them because they speak the truth. And the good religious people, they don't want to hear the truth. Good religious people want to say, no, I know my catechism. I know, and uh, how dare you correct me? So I do like the fact that, yeah, during Lent, we should be fasting, that we can have the humility to be open to the truth. We should be praying that, please, confront me. Otherwise, I think in the long term, we will be doomed. Don't tell me how much Bible you know, your catechism, or how religious you are. You may be a Pharisee. And Pharisees are not open to the truth. And in Easter time, when we celebrate the Holy Spirit is supposed to control us, control our hearts and minds, control our actions, which I love, first in Lent, we pray that we fast and we pray that we can be controlled by truth. That maybe the truth is a little harsh to hear, but we have the humility to hear it. Um, now, just when Jesus says, well, tell me what things that I say that was untrue, and they can't really. But they do, they do want to crucify him, or sorry, stone him, because um, they want to stone him because he says, the Father and I are one. And Jesus has proclaimed himself as, uh, as God. Well, that's gone too far. That's blasphemy in their book. Now, you'll hear this. I heard this last week where somebody says, well, Jesus was just a great philosopher. You know, that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't doubt that he was a great philosopher and great moral teaching, but C.S. Lewis said this. Would you, you know, like, because you hear this, well, Jesus is like Socrates, a great philosopher. Well, when did Socrates ever say that he was God? Never. Jesus does say that he's God. And if you say that, you know, Jesus, Socrates is a great philosopher, but Socrates also said that he was a potato. Don't you think at that point you could say, I got to question your philosophy if you think you're a potato. Um, Jesus, yes, is a philosopher, but he also proclaims himself to be God. So either he's not a great philosopher, he's a lunatic, or 
he's uh, a liar, that he knows he's not God, but he's saying it. Or the third option is that, yes, he is Lord. So that's what C.S. Lewis calls um, liar, lunatic, Lord. So he's not just a philosopher, he's Lord. What people can't take is the truth, so they just rewrite it, saying, well, he's just a great philosopher. So the readings today just remind me of our ability to accept the truth. Um, if we do proclaim that Jesus is Lord, Jesus warned the Pharisees, you're only open to the truth. It doesn't matter how much you know. It matters how open you are to the truth. That's what the bishop missed. So during Lent, before, and I love this, in Easter, when we pray, we can be controlled by the spirit of truth, the holy truth. Let's first have the humility not to be like the bishop, saying, don't you ever tell me anything that will confront me. We want to be the opposite, saying, God, confront us. Let us know the truth about ourselves. Then we can be controlled by the Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comments section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.